Hello, everyone. Welcome back to episode 77 of Gray Matters, that this is Charmaine. And today's episode is on Black History Month. We want to welcome you. February 1st marks the start of Black History Month. So we want to welcome you to Black History Month. And we had a few thoughts about this topic. So join us. This is an edutainment podcast. So um, we hope that we entertain you a little bit and provide you some education and um, kind of provoke some thoughts about the concept of Black History Month as well. Yes. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the month where all the stores release Black Black merchandise <laughs> all at the same time. Welcome to Black History Month. Um, if you're like me, you're getting all the emails from Target and Old Navy. I'm calling y'all out and all these stores. Sephora, send me an email to my buy black in our store. But welcome to this month. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about that a little later. But this is Ricky, by the way. Um, hope you all recognize my voice by now. We're on like season three. But if you're new, hello, this is Ricky. Um, and yeah, like Charmaine said, we are going to dive into Black History Month and what it represents. And we're going to have conversation about I guess the main topic is should Black History Month exist or should it not exist in the commodification of Black History Month? I think we talked about this last year um, during June, the LGBTQIA plus um, Pride Month. And um, although I think these months have similarities, I do think they have major differences um, in like the implementation of Black History Month and what it represents. Um, like here I am going on a tangent, Charmaine, feel free to jump in anytime. But I'm just thinking about like my first ever Black History Month in school. Um, and my dad still has a picture of this. If I can find this picture, I will post it on our Instagram. Yes, so, yeah. let's see baby Ricky. Yes. Yeah. Well, you won't <laughs> see baby Ricky, but you'll see baby Ricky's first assignment of Black oh, History cute. Month. Okay. okay. And I think I did mine where you had to like post like, famous black people or something but I just remember there was like a picture of Rosa Parks there's a picture of Michael Jordan and it's like on a green poster board and I like write a little synopsis of each person but I just remember Black History Month being the time where you like hear from like three major black people if you know the three major black people you know like Martin Luther King, Rosa Parks and for some reason George Washington Carver but the only thing they told about told us about George Washington Carver was that he invented peanut butter which if I'm wrong or right I heard that that is a myth um and that's just something made up so yeah from like a little kid back checking yeah keep talking yeah we're gonna do some fact checking here we're gonna see if that's like real or not real but those were like the main people I remember and I remember like as we got along like there would be like presentations and things like that but then like March would come and then that'll be it. <laughs> Black History Month is over. It's it's kind of like now with with the stores like supporting all these black artists and releasing all of this like like oh my gosh like okay let me find it let me find it Target or someone had this thing that was called Nior like it wasn't even called Black it was called Nior Lives or something let me find it and someone posted it they were like oh wow we're not even black anymore. For New well, York. <laughs> while you find that, I will. Um, so just did a quick little search. It says, contrary to popular belief, 
While Carver developed a version of peanut butter, he did not invent it. The Incas developed a paste made out of ground peanuts as far back as 950 BC in the United States, according to the National Peanut Butter Board Director. This is an article from 2013 from LiveScience.com. Um, that's I, it's so interesting. You said George Washington Carver because I do automatically remember having to do a whole presentation about him being a botanist, and somehow that was very relevant to Black History Month. But yeah, that. <laughs> You're right. That I'm not laughing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What? Who, who made yeah. that? Who and I'm just scrolling. It? There's a few different sources that are all confirming that he was indeed uh, kind of known as a peanut man. And he, he, he worked with variations and invented different uses for peanuts. And I think different variations of peanuts, but did not invent actual peanut butter. So yes, quick, quick fact check there, but yeah. See, yes, all of these things. And when you think of Black history, oh, here, it's called, who is Joelle Noor? Is that a person? Okay, let me, let me, we, we've got to do some. You are, you are experiencing the live research that, that is Charmaine and Ricky. Um, oh, it's an elevated women's athleisure brand. Okay. Okay, so now it makes sense. Now I have cleared up Target. So Target partnered with this Black-owned athleisure brand called Joelle Noor. Is that how you pronounce it, Charmaine? I think and it's Noir. Noir. I might be wrong. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, oh, yeah, because massage. There's a, there's a thing called massage noir. Noir. Massage noir. I can't, I can't say words right, y'all. Y'all know what I mean. Let me, we'll, we'll post it and you'll see what I'm talking about. So they partnered with this brand and now they sell the brand like in the store during Black History Month. But then I think about what happens after Black History Month. Like why do all these brands partner with all of these companies during Black History Month? And then are we still gonna see this company in Target after Black History? Like why do we have to wait to February? Like Sephora sent out an email saying all the black brands you could buy. Sorry, y'all, if y'all hear me sniffling. Um, all the black brands that you could buy for like they sent it out, and I'm like, why would you wait until February to send this out? But I think that goes to the greater argument that we're about to not argument discussion that we're about to have um, about this, Charmaine. So I'll stop my tangent while I look at these noir pieces, noir pieces. Oh, look. Yeah. I think it's an interesting um, discussion you bring out, Ricky. I think, well, Target, I, okay, so the one thing I will say, I will never defend a corporation, but Target and Sephora, I think, stand a little bit above the rest because they have vowed, like they have made a vow and purposefully tried to um, promote more Black and women-owned businesses. I know Target has like done like a pledge, uh, not a vow, I guess I would say it would be a pledge. And then Sephora... Uh, enacted something I believe it was in 2020 or 2021 that was like the 15 percent to make sure that 15 percent of the products on their shelves um, were by uh, black owned businesses and that actually was at the insistence of a I believe she was a black beauty editor we talked about this in our beauty industry episode from season one I believe it was um, so yeah it was 2020 because we talked about this in, in our beauty industry episode from season one but um, yeah it was at the insistence of of a black um, creator. And, um, I believe she was a beauty editor in the beauty industry who was like, okay, brands, you are posting for black lives matter. And, um, you know, this is around the time of like posting the black square and all that and showing your 
activism, but what, what are you actually going to do? Put your money where your mouth is. And so Sephora uh, enacted this 15% pledge where they um, about to make sure that 15% of their shelf space was dedicated to black owned businesses. Target since then has done a lot of work to um, support more black and women and minority owned businesses in there, give them more shelf space. But I agree with you. I think that just the emphasis and the focus of it during a particular month, is it helpful or is it kind of playing, like tying into some of the problematic notions of just emphasis on certain identities for certain times. It's almost like, as you were talking, Ricky too, I have, I was, I was having a thought about how a lot of this kind of black history month and women's history month and Latine, Latinx, Asian American, Pacific Islander heritage history months, like all these heritage and history months kind of relate to this idea. I think that they come from a well-intentioned place where these voices and these experiences have been brought to light because they were excluded for so long, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. on the same hand, in many ways, because of not because of, but they continue to be excluded and they're only emphasized within these very specific timeframes. And I think this also very much connects to the critical race theory discussion discourse slash backlash that we're having and continue to have in America and in the school system today where it's like in the public school system, I should say specifically today where it's like, oh no, we don't want to talk about critical race theory because that implies that America has a race problem as if it doesn't. Um, But it's almost this idea that we're like teaching something that doesn't exist when critical race theory is just acknowledging the exclusion of so many people and their struggles from history. So it's like excluding, it's like we almost needed to learn about somebody like George Washington Carver, because no black voices were included in the study of history. Does that make sense? Like mm-hmm. world history has only been, or American history has been like our founding fathers and like, oh, by the way, yeah, they kind of had slaves, but they were our founding fathers and they created this great nation and the emphasis on meritocracy and all these different ideals without actually acknowledging the harmful, very problematic history that this country has and continues to be a part of since its inception. So I think all of that kind of these discourses around the months play into, um, continue to play into the dynamic of what we're actually teaching Mm -hmm. like all the time. Yeah. 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 Sorry. I'm just saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because I'm like, yeah, it just, uh, we say this all the time, which you're probably tired of hearing this, but it all connects right all these discussions connect and there's no way to like remove one from the other if that makes sense like like you said it all connects to I think the and you you want to know what's interesting um and and we, we saw this happen how can I say this I think in society we one of the limitations of Black History Month and days like I think of Martin Luther King Day and all these days is that people can use this time use this tool use this time as a tool to disconnect it disconnect all of these different discussions from each other so you see people oh I should I should find it I posted it on my stories during Martin Luther King history um, no Martin Luther King Day Martin Luther King Jr. Day um, you see people who are 
who are greatly outspoken towards critical race theory, right? Posting Martin Luther King quotes and posting all of this, all of these things during, um, you know, Black History Month and, and all of these things. And I think it sheds light to the, to the lack of, like you said, discourse about how they all connect, right? And so like when we, when we um, talk about Black History Month, I'm not saying Black History Month is wrong or anything like that, but I do want to point out that in our conversations, like you, it's kind of like what you said at the beginning, how like all these brands were started to the Black squares, like it's kind of like that. Don't post your Black square without doing the work behind the Black square. Don't participate in Black History Month and buy a t-shirt and think, oh, I've done my due diligence for the year and and this is all I have to do. Um, support Black businesses throughout the year, right? Support marginalized communities throughout the year. Don't just reserve it for one month. Now you can use this month as inspiration to start your, your learning journey and your knowledge journey. Like for instance, like our program at TWU, we're having like a Black history our Black history, um, like book club, which is great because if that's an introduction to people to learn about more Black women as authors, not just academics, but authors in general, then that's great. But like we always say, like your activism shouldn't just stop or shouldn't, there shouldn't just be activism for clout. And that's one of my fears of Black History Month is that you'll get all these people saying, look, look at my shirt. Look at this Black-owned business I supported. Look, I attended this talk. Like, look at me, I'm participating, I'm supporting it. And then March 1st will come and it's a ghost town. You're like, what happened? These Black businesses will see exponential growth, right? But then come March 1st, boom, they're back in the shadows. They're back marginalized. So I don't know. I, okay, how do I feel? I feel Black History Month is a great tool. It's a great start. But I also argue that Black history should be throughout the year. Black history should be American history. Like we shouldn't have to wait to February to learn about Rosa Parks. Or it shouldn't just be limited to Rosa Parks. We should learn about Claudette Colvin, which we have an episode about Claudette Colvin if you want to learn more um, about her story. Um, like we shouldn't just wait to Martin Luther King Jr. Day to learn more about Martin Luther King Jr. And why are we why are we just limiting ourselves to Martin Luther King Jr.? We should learn about what's his name, Fred Hampton. We should learn about Malcolm X. We should learn about Frederick does Frederick. Frederick. Why can't I say that name? Frederick Douglass. We should learn about all of these different scholars and even the scholars that we don't know about. Like I encourage everyone to not just limit ourselves to these tokenized figures, but also dig a little deeper. Look for those who, those individuals who we don't talk about. Um, if you find them, let us know. If you find an author that you don't know that like was marginalized, let us know and we would love to feature them. Um, Cause I think it starts there and bringing these stories to light and recentering black narratives to not just be tokenized and not just be once a month. And thank you for attending my TED talk. Charmaine, <laughs> this has been Ricky with her TED talk. 
No, that was all, that was great. Like that was so many valid points. I just wanted to, yeah, now I'm going to do the yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just love that. I think everything you said was so valid. Cause I agree. I think that it, there's not like an easy answer, right? Which is a lot of what we do on the, on the podcast for like introducing and kind of in bringing you on to this thought journey with us and kind of going through these thought processes. But it's like, you know, we, we don't want these months to continue to tokenize, tokenize and marginalize us. You know, a black history is American history. Women's history is American history. Mm-hmm. You know, everything that these, these months shouldn't be the only time that we emphasize and focus on these identities, mm-hmm. you know, same thing with pride month, like, you know, like LGBTQIA plus people should be celebrated all the time, not just, and, and their history should be taught all the time, not just emphasized during pride month, but I, it like what you, it bring like ties into what you're saying earlier too, about the commodification, like this is capitalism, right? So everything needs to be commodified. It needs to be made consumer friendly. So that way we can consume it and it can be palatable for us because it's almost like if it's not, if you can't print it on a t-shirt, you can't like, it's not palatable. And mm-hmm. I don't say that like with a critique because I love merch. I love swag. Who doesn't? I love a good Listen, t-shirt. Listen, I just added that Target collection in my cart. It's, yes. it's in my cart. Y'all yeah. can see it, but it's in my cart. Yeah. Like I, like our critique of this is not like, we are also, you know, like consumers within capitalism willingly or unwillingly, like we have to exist within the system, but at what cost and Mm -hmm. what does that mean? And in many ways, like in some ways, I think it's like, like the collections and stuff are good because it does expose us to more, like to artists, to creators, to black designers um, that we may not like, that we may not have heard of before. Um, Like the Basquiat collections that exist have introduced so many people to the wonderful work of Basquiat now, on the other hand, because I talked about this in one of our previous episodes as well, I believe from season two about art and representation, and I have a whole TikTok about this, so go check that out. But um, it's like Basquiat was an open critic of capitalism. So then it's like, what does it mean that his trust is using his work posthumously? I believe I said that right. Um, you know, in, in capitalist campaigns, like, you know, where his work is being feature, featured on like, you know, Gap Clothing and like, you know, Urban Decay, the makeup brand did a collection of his a few years ago. So it's like, like, we have to kind of think about that and grapple with that. But on the same hand, it did introduce his work to so many more people who may not have been exposed to it. And so I think that there are strengths and limitations to all of this. And I think it's important to keep that in mind. And also like what Ricky said, I love how you brought up activism for clout. Like that was a huge, I think the running thread of our episodes from season one, because we were in the thick of it. We were in the thick of the activism for clout series um, of, you know, that was a big part of chapter, whatever, 2020 <laughs> yeah. activism for like clout. So the TikTok into the thick of it. Yeah. <laughs> It's yes. like played in my head. Maybe, maybe we should make a TikTok. Okay, these are yeah. side notes, but yeah. like, I like that. that. Sound, does that sound even relevant? I don't know. Y'all let us know. TikTok, it comes and it goes so. It quickly. changes so fast. It really does. It changes so fast. But it's like, 
how do we, how do we stay relevant? Um, that's a different conversation, but how do we have these conversations and still continue to participate in activism, especially in a lot of what we talked about in 2020, like two years later, what does that look like? And mm-hmm. how do we continue to keep that momentum going and continue our activism? And like, you know, we're not, we don't have all the answers. So let us know what you're doing, like share that with us. We would love to share what you're doing and your activism with the rest of the gray matters community too. Like we want to know, but we also want to share it. And, you know, like we are inspired by what people are doing. So, um, you know, if you're comfortable, share that with us and we can share it with the gray matters community and, and hopefully inspire more to activate their activism and not just participate in activism for clout. Yeah. 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 Yeah no activism for clout here um that should just be I mean it is a running like hashtag and what we use like no activism for clout because that pretty much sums up everything right with all of these months like we said we're not saying that you can't participate in the merch like in in, and into like I'm attending so many Black History Month talks like I'm doing all of the things right and we're not saying that you can't do that but I guess check yourself like Charmaine just said, check yourself, check your position and continue to support throughout, continue to do the work, continue to do the research. Um, and yeah, continue to share information too throughout the month too. Like if you know social media accounts that are um, specifically black focused, like don't just like let them fall off the face of the earth come March, like continue to share their information and continue to promote them. Um, because it is important um, throughout the year because, you know, it, we need constant reminders because we're not we're not perfect as humans, right? Like we constantly need reminders. We constantly are learning. Um, Charmaine and, well, I can't speak for Charmaine, but I, I'll say for myself, I'm constantly learning. I don't know everything. No, same. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. No, you can speak for me on this. I am constantly okay. learning, especially yeah. on stuff like this. Absolutely. Yeah. And even though we're in like an MWGS program, are we we've graduated from MWGS programs, whatever, like we're still learning. I feel like that program really like sheds like how much we don't know. And we're just in a mm-hmm. constant state of like, I don't know anything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're learning with you. We're not experts. Um, and that's why we have so many mediums, media, mediums, media, the way to communicate with us. So yeah, share, share what you know. We are here to share with what we know and learn from each other. So throughout Black History Month, feel free to send us posts that you find um, that are educating you. Send us, send us authors, send us everywhere to sh- everything and everyone to share. And we will share it with our feed, our stories, our feed, our TikToks and everywhere and just support and up- uplift each other throughout the year, not just one month. Yeah. Absolutely. Wonderfully said, Ricky. I think that's a great closing point. I just, I love the way you said that. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's it. That's it. Everybody. That's just yeah. some of our thoughts. <laughs> Share more, connect with us. You know, where, you know, where to find us, but yeah, until then stay safe, stay activated and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. We appreciate your support. 
You can continue to show your support by giving the podcast a five-star review, becoming a subscriber on Anchor, and following us on our website, graymattersablog.org, that's gray with an A, and on our socials, as well as sharing and commenting on our posts at Gray Matters the Blog on Instagram and TikTok. We want to connect with our Gray Matters community. If you have a comment or an inquiry about our customizable trainings and workshops, email us at graymatterstheblog at gmail.com. Stay safe, everyone, and we'll chat with you soon.